0: Welcome to NREI's Common Area Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the award-winning editorial staff at nreionline.com. Let's jump right into this week's podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Common Area with your host, David Bodemer. Let's dive into this week's story. Good afternoon, David. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you this week? Doing fantastic. I am traveling right now, David. I'm, I'm actually in Colorado, and it is gorgeous here. Oh, love it. Just love oh. the mountains.
0: That's nice. Where Denver or somewhere else?
1: Uh, uh, Let's see here. I am Glenwood Springs. Yeah, so it's a a couple hours uh, west of Denver area. Okay. Yep, just beautiful. Yeah, I made
0: it out to Colorado one time, but it was very beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I miss being you know being in Nebraska. It's very flat and very little water that's clean. So this has been a nice change. (laughs) I stood in a stream. (laughs) Now I will tell you, my toes were numb within three seconds, but it was so worth it. Oh man, (laughs) so beautiful. So, all right. Well, enough about my, my travels and my, my numb toes. What are we talking about today?
0: Uh, we are talking about our uh, annual research into the retail real estate sector. This is a, a part of our NRI research series, one of the about dozen reports that we do each year. This one specifically looks at the retail sector.
1: Gotcha. All right.
0: And so the good news, I think this is like the fifth or sixth year we've been... I, for all these studies, it's where we're like on our fifth or sixth year. We do them, we do one for every property type. And generally, you know, not surprisingly on, on retail, there's just been a steady year over year decline in the sentiment, you know, that tracks with the struggles in the industry. The good news, potentially good news, depending on, I guess we'll see what happens next year, but based on the sentiment of our readership, it kind of seems like there might be some light at the end of the tunnel finally.
1: Okay. And what does that light look like?
0: So, just I I think like as a general kind of takeaway from this whole report, you know, we we ask people about, you know, a whole number of things about their plans, about um, how they're going to invest in the sector, what what they see in terms of some of the trends and and specific metrics that pertain to investment and leasing, development, etc. And and basically the the very I think without exception on every single one of those questions, we found less bearishness, more sentiment moving towards like things are going to be at least status quo, you know, still not a tremendous amount of people thinking like things are going to go up, up and away. But I think, you know, the important thing is just to look at all these things on a relative basis. And so, again, as a top line on on every single one of these metrics, the answers on the, on the, on the most negative end went down the answers in the middle tended to be tended to go up and, and the answers for like the people that thought things were going to really improve on any one of these metrics also went up, you know, at least a little bit.
1: Well, that's good. So there, there's more of a positive outlook is what you're telling me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I don't want to like, you know, present it as if people are saying that retail is suddenly going to have like a great year. That's not the takeaway, but it, it's at least the first time since we've been doing this, that there's not a very clear, like a, not a, uh, declining sentiment about everything. I mean if you look, you know, basically in previous years we'd always see a ton of people thinking cap rates are going to go up, a ton of people thinking that that rents are, you know, not going to increase, a ton of people thinking that occupancy rates are not going to improve. And this year there's less of that. So gotcha. I wouldn't classify the findings as bullish by any stretch of the imagination, but at least it feels like a lot of the real pain you know, that we, I mean, we're, we're certainly still feeling it. I mean, there's store closing still being announced right now. We've talked about many chains that have closed within the past couple of months. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's still an ongoing amount of pain that's happening, but I think the, the the takeaway that I get looking at this is that people feel like maybe there's not that much more of it to come and maybe, maybe we are going to stabilize and maybe even in some places we'll see
1: improvements. All right. Good deal. What else can we take away from the survey?
0: So I think you know specifically talking about you know in looking at some of these numbers, we look at the investment climate. In past years, we've had close to between thirty-five to up to even forty percent. You know, when we ask people, do you plan to buy hold, or sell, the sentiment saying sell has been between thirty-five to forty percent, mm-hmm. and the and the sentiment saying that they wanted to buy in retail. Was down around 20%. And then, you know, about a fairly consistent chunk in the middle saying, uh, answering they wanted to hold more, more around in the low 40s. This year, the sell sentiment dropped to to, to 28%, mm. and the buy sentiment rose to 25%. And then, you know, then you still have um, now about 45, 46% saying they want to hold. But to me, when you have now, you know, the lowest number of, people in any of our surveys saying they want to get out of retail. That's, that's kind of a, that's, you know, that's along the, this theme of, of one of the good signs.
1: Yeah. And and it's a good chunk of, you know, of a percentage. I mean, it's, it's down almost what seven. I mean, that's, that's pretty, yeah, I think so
0: about 7%.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's good.
0: And, and then, and then in, and in, in, the, in the years before that, it was even a little bit higher. So, you know, in the years that we've been doing this, this is, the, this is definitely the lowest number that we've had for people saying very clearly they want to sell. Similarly, on cap rates, there was an even more dramatic shift where uh, a year ago, uh, more than three-fifths of respondents were saying very clearly, we think cap rates on retail properties are going to rise. Uh, only you know 63% saying they were going to rise, 21% saying flat. And only 15% thought that cap rates might tighten this year. The the people's thinking that cap rates might rise dropped all the way to 45%, and then about a third said there would be no change. And then even a fifth now, from from 15% all the way to almost 23%, actually almost a quarter, think that cap rates will fall on retail. So again, that's a that's a pretty big shift in all those numbers. Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely. And again, so, to me, good news. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think good news. You know, it's getting like, I mean, cap rates going up or down, the, there could be other, ex, you know, exogenous factors, including interest rates and those things that, that are affecting it. But, but I think it's always good if people are not expecting cap rates to rise, because it means that they think that investor interest in the sec in the sector will be at least stable, if not improving.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: you know, so I think that's good. All right. And then one other sort of uh piece that would affect the level of investment is we ask people about capital availability, uh, whether the amount of equity and debt that's in the market right now, how does that look relative to 12 months ago? And basically the, the the answers were very similar for both for both that and equity Uh, about one fifth of respondents said that there's actually more debt, more equity available to uh, retail properties, about 40% think that the level is un- unchanged and, and only um, about 30% think that there's less debt and equity chasing the sector. So it's, it's again, similar to the other questions stable to improving a li- at little, you know, little less seeing a more negative answer on that question.
1: Yeah. And these are people's perceptions. I mean, this doesn't necessarily yes. you know mean that this is what has happened or what is going to happen or anything like that. It's just what the perception is, which again is a a good gauge to kind of feel how people are feeling in the market i mean they're going to they're going to move right. based on how they feel, so maybe it's just they they don't have the right numbers, they don't know the right information, but they feel like um, less is available or they feel like more is available
0: right and and yeah, and I think and again, the value that I find from the research we do is by asking the same questions year after year, it does give you. A frame of reference on that Absolutely. sentiment. So yeah. obviously, people saying that cap rates are going to go up and other people saying cap rates are going to go down. both of them can't be right. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. you know somebody's going to be right or wrong in that on the on the question. But like the overall balance of that and then the overall whether how those answers fit relative mm-hmm. to previous years, I think though that that's the way to kind of look at at, mm-hmm. at, the, at the at the survey that we do. You know, so basically the the ultimate takeaway on an on, on investment in retail, you know, based on, on the survey is that I think at the very least people are expecting 2020 to be pretty stable compared to 2019. That there's not going to, that there, that there aren't a lot of people pulling back from buying in retail properties that, you know, it's not going to be like a gangbusters year. We're still some, probably some time away from that, but um, that it's people are feeling at least a little bit better about, about spending money on retail properties. And I think, I think, you know, one, one of the challenges with the surveys, we do ask kind of retail as a broad bucket and, and obviously retail has subcategories within it, but we also did ask for the first time this year for specific outlooks on different kinds of retail properties. So mm-hmm. w- w- are you going to be more inclined to invest in a regional mall or versus a uh, a net lease center versus a lifestyle, you know, versus some of these other property types. And what we found on that is that, and it not terribly surprising to me, but that single tenant net lease is the most popular retail investment. After that, uh, neighborhood centers, after that lifestyle centers, and then, you know, a couple other sectors, but regional malls at the bottom of the list. And I think that that sort of tracks very closely with the retailers that, like the types of retailers that we're seeing struggle and what kind of properties you would see them in versus the kind of retail that's more stable, that continues to do well. So people who are going to spend in retail, you know, still feel pretty, you know, feel good about single tenant, at least properties. They feel good about neighborhood centers, grocery centers, necessity retail, that kind of th- thing. And some, and still a lot of
1: trepidation about regional malls. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense.
0: So I think that, that that narrative also I think could be affecting that's sort of a sub narrative looking at those sectors that stems off of like this overall um the the overall questions that we ask about, about investment. So I think that kind of covers the investment side. The the other we do also have a set of questions that covers, you know, leasing, since that's where the income's gonna come from. Do people so do people expect that there are that Occupancy rates are going to go up or down. Do they expect that rents are going to go up or down? How do they feel about the level of development? So those are the, the kind of questions that we ask here. And, you know, again, as that related to the, the overall theme, the numbers were were all all better than in past years. Only 22% said they thought that occupancy rates might fall, which was down from uh, twenty almost 28% who who thought that the occupancy rates might fall last year. And up to 32% actually think occupancy rates will increase compared to 25% who said they would increase last year. So there's like a kind of a, a clear five, about a five to 6% shift on both, uh, from uh, both sides of things, uh, mm. in terms of like people's expectations on occupancy rates. And then folks that expect it to be about stable was about the same. So again, clear shift in the right direction.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What else we got?
0: Then on rents, similar thing. Forty-eight percent expect rents could increase. Only twenty-one percent think rents might fall, and that again was about a f- five to six percent, five to six percentage point shift from the numbers we had in last year's survey. So, is if that you a look good back, thing a bad that, thing? If, if, no, it's a good thing if they think rents are going to rise. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because it means more income.
1: Well, yeah, for the people that own the building. For yeah, pe- I mean that's
0: who the we're people that are leasing. Yeah, that's
1: like, oh, uh, yeah, okay. Well, I mean that's understandable yeah. for the owners of the real estate, and I, I understand that that's what right. this podcast is about. My my concern <laughs> yeah. is, you know, if if they're thinking rents are going to rise, which is, you know, obviously they have to rise for a lot of different reasons, inflation's, you know, their taxes may be going up, their, you know, whatever they're providing maybe you know, those expenses are going up as well. But uh, I was going to say this earlier, but you said that most people think this is going to be a pretty stable year, 2020, and. I know more about the stock market than I do about real estate. I'll just be very, very honest, but I'm wondering about November, right? What, what's going to be mm-hmm. the effect next November or the months leading up to November? Is that still going to be the sentiment? Or are people going to be more cautious if rents are going up Are people not pulling the trigger on taking their business into a certain area uh, because, you know, there's concern. I mean, there's a lot of factors, obviously, but if you say that rent going up is a good thing, then I'll believe
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, The point of view of this survey, we're talking to the owners and Mm
1: -hmm. and developers
0: and whatnot. So, so from from their perspective, rising rents are a good thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and and that doesn't also you know the way that we have that question, those percentages that I that I looked at don't quantify those rental increases either. So that Mm -hmm. could you know like whether that means a slight rental bump or a gigantic rental bump is a is a completely different question. Yeah. True. If we're talking about just like, you know, keeping up with market rates, keeping up with inflation, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's a little different than like people like trying to jack up rents because there's such tremendous demand in the market that like, you know, you can get demand top dollar. I mean, we're not there.
1: So yeah. <laughs> I
0: think, yep. you know, I mean, like if you look back at this question um, um, among all of them has a, if you look at the historical numbers, there's a, a lot of change back, back in 2015, Eighty percent of people thought that we're, were going to see rising rents in the in the next year.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: you know, the, versus like forty-eight percent now. The other ones, I think there's there's movement, but it's not quite that dramatic. I mean, so we went from. I think that that tells you a lot about how much things have changed in the retail sector, how healthy things were just a few years ago, where you know occupancy rates were really high and people just expected that rental growth was kind of a you know locked in thing mm-hmm. that would happen. As opposed to now, it's like maybe 50, 50, we'll see it, or maybe yeah. on 50% of properties. We'll see it, you know, or maybe only on, you know, grocery anchored centers, which are healthy and definitely not going to see rising rents in, in malls, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That other thing that you pointed out though, about the election, I think that is hanging over, you know, I think it, it definitely affects commercial real estate. I feel like when we have election years, just the uncertainty of what the outcome is going to be leads to, always has a little bit of a dampening effect Mm -hmm. on, on, on activity, just like it does with the, like you were saying with the stock market. So that could complicate, you know, what happens in the retail sector too. But I think that's kind of like baked in, maybe that might be baked into people's assumptions since we're sort of used to election years being, especially presidential election years, being a bit uncertain. And then this particular presidential election year is, Particularly dynamic for reasons we, you know, don't have to. Get yeah, they're into. pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's gonna, yeah. I'm, I've got my popcorn ready for the circus, so I, uh, I'll yeah. be sitting right next to you, brother. So it, it'll be interesting to see I how know. it plays out.
0: We have, we're sitting here. What, like three hundred and forty days to go.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, just getting, watching yeah. the monkeys get prepped. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're getting their shows ready. So. Yeah. yeah all right. Yeah. What else? Yeah, what other I mean, takeaways think, do we have from today's?
0: Then you know the the last sort of major sentiment we ask about is on de- on development, and you know particularly whether people might be worried about there being over. You know what we're looking to identify here is if there's a real, real concern about overdevelopment, and and there's not. So um, only seventeen percent said they thought that the that the level of development was too high relative to what could what their region could accommodate 60% said it was the right amount only 9% said too little we had a, kind of, kind of a large number almost 15% said they don't know which is a little bit higher than past years mm-hmm. but you know as long as like we're not seeing 40 50% of people saying yeah we're building too much stuff um it doesn't jump out to me as a as a red flag i mean I think that people think, I mean, there's not a ton of, there's not a tremendous amount of retail development happening just because of the dynamics in the sector. But the amount that is happening, people seem to feel pretty good about.
1: Yeah. And and again, this is more of a perception. And uh, can you tell me, and and maybe I I missed it at the very beginning and I haven't seen the full article. um, How many respondents did you have and are they located in all 50 states? I mean, how's that work?
0: yeah so that's a good question this year's survey we had 231 respondents mm-hmm. uh generally we we tr- we shoot to have a minimum of 200 respondents to any one of these research surveys some of them we do end up getting up to four or five hundred mm-hmm. but 200 is kind of our baseline for statistically significant sample size that we need to have geographically it's a it's diverse it's uh, I don't know if we live literally. We, we don't ask by states, but we do ask by region. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, what to make sure that we have people from all from the west, the yeah. uh, the east, the central, central, and the south. I think we break it into kind of four big regions, and uh, and it's pretty represented. It's it's re- it's definitely representative uh, in that in that in that sense that we're getting pretty equal numbers of people that operate in all four of the re- all four of those regions.
1: Yeah. And and so therefore it leads again to what we were talking about before, where this is somebody's perception and and they may be living in a certain area that is very, you know, developing very quickly because of industry or because of whatever other factors are there. And so they, they may be answering, yeah, there's too much development. Stuff's going up too quickly. And so there's a little bit of a saturation in the, in this area. And so that's why they're choosing uh, to, to respond that way compared to somebody who's in an area that's more established and things are coming in, but not necessarily at the gangbuster rates that uh, a a less developed area is. So, uh, but obviously with that many people responding, that gives you a really good picture um, of of, of what's going on nationally.
0: Yeah. And I suspect that if we did do some cross tabs where we broke down all of these sentiments by those regions, we'd see slightly different, you know, you would Mm, definitely see some shifts for sure you know that's the midwest would i would hazard to guess would would have the more the most bearish answers on all of these questions the west and the south would be fairly strong and the north would be kind of in between hmm. all right that's, you know based on uh just based on overall economic you know we we do ask people it's not included in um in the write-up but we do ask people to rate their rate each region, and that's how they that's how they come out. So oh, like gotcha. it's pretty, and it's pretty. We also ask that like across, and that's not just for retail. That's kind of like across the board. For we ask that in all of our surveys to kind of for people to scale to score their regions on a scale of one to ten, and fairly consistently, the West and the South are always at the top. The North East is t- tends to be a few basis, you know, five to ten basis points below. Uh, the scores that the South and the mm-hmm. West are getting, and then the the Midwest is a couple of a few, a few more basis points below um, the North. No one's ever it's it's but it's not a, like a dramatic split. It's not like we're getting like eight nine in the West and the South, and like five in the Midwest. It's yeah. more like you know I think closer to closer to maybe seven and a half to eight if people feel about the strongest regions, and then six and a half to seven for the Midwest. So it's only. So there, there's there's a difference but it's not like this massive cat it's extreme yeah it's not extreme,
1: yeah, it's not extreme. Yeah. yeah got it okay all right um i know that they can find this survey online and plus there's a ton of graphs and 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 visuals there that uh, we can't That's correct. Yeah. Uh, obviously represent very well on a podcast uh, but they're <laughs> they're there and and uh, for those visual learners i encourage you to go to the website check this entire report out because it's very robust and take a look at those graphs and and uh, get some really really good information Uh, any closing thoughts for today david
0: yeah um you know that's kind of the takeaway for the report. Just say that the title of it this year is called light at the end of the tunnel um they could find it on if they go specifically to the research series portion of our website which they could reach in the the drop down menu they'll find this one and i think as and as i said earlier we have we do about a about a dozen of these. So we have all the ones that were already published earlier this year for people to look at as well, which cover like multifamily, a hotel. We also do some topical ones like the state of financing, what's happening with real uh, commercial real estate brokerage trends. And Then we have one more coming up that we'll be publishing in the next week or two about, which is always a really interesting one, which specifically looks at how high net worth investors are approaching buying commercial real
1: estate. Hmm. All right. Well, thank you, sir, for your time. Very educational. I encourage everybody to go check those out. Thank you so much, David. Thank you. You That's bet. A and...
0: your Colorado.
1: Oh yeah. No, this is. <laughs> I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take off here in a little bit and go explore. All right. And thank you all for listening to the Common Area Podcast with David Bodimer. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the Subscribe Now button below. This way, when David comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at NREI, this is Eric Johnson inviting you back in two weeks for all the stories that matter to you, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the
0: Common Area Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of NREI or Informa. The content has been made available for information and educational purposes only.